Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. One. And we're here, Combo. Magic Nation, we are here. Andrew Combo Salop, host of Combo's Court, stands six foot, four inches tall. Six, excuse me. Oh six my foot, God. five inches my, tall. My, my um, height away from me. I'm sorry, man. I, I do apologize. Anyway, six, five, Combo, six, Andrew five. Salop. How are you doing today, sir? I, I wanted to give you the introduction, then I wanted to see if you can give me my introduction. Is that safe to say? Max Van Orken. His name is his brand. That's, that's your intro, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. That was good. Yeah. You got my nickname don't right. To rate, don't forget to rate, review, and punch down on that subscribe button wherever you listen to the MVP podcast. Look that. at that combo. We're back. But we're man. here for we're here though for the Magic podcast. Do you believe in Magic, Max? I do believe in magic. I do believe in magic. I don't believe in what happened last uh, last game against the Houston Rockets, but we'll dive into that. But first and foremost, Combo, how are you? How are you doing? Well, you know, working on the podcast, uh, about to put out a Lakers-centric podcast Ooh. for my pod called Combo's Court. You could uh, subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. But, you know, um, been following the magic closely now since we're here to discuss and i'm so excited to start this podcast even though this shall be our second episode but we're here man we are here we are here um last time we talked about the houston rockets we talked about how the magic need to win games like this they were both borderline like the same exact record or maybe a few losses here and there um based off because the rockets played more games but excuse me the magic did but the magic lost by two points combo and these are the games that i told you the young unit it's hard to close out games the experience they i've seen this covering the home games where they play hard for three quarters even for halfway through the fourth quarter but then late in games as predicted um with such a young new uh, unit trying to find your identity who's the guy who do you go to they struggle late in games it's just a fact they do and they just lost another close game to the houston rockets my guy ryan holland's doing some great broadcast work there Combo, these are games they need to win. Like this, These are the games that add up where you look towards the end of the season. I know we talked about maybe winning, believe it or not, no pun intended. This is not the main focus. It's about establishing a culture and identity. But a part of establishing a culture is winning these games. They need to win these games, Combo, point blank period. Well, they don't have the roster construction to win games. That And on top of that, they're dealing with a lot of injuries. Um, it was actually a good game. Between the Magic and Rockets, it was really close. It come, came down to two points, as you know. But Eric Gordon was too much down the stretch for them. And, you know, uh, Matthews had some big minutes in the beginning of that fourth quarter, too. So that was just too much. But, you know, we saw some confidence from Obamba. We saw some a few bad turnovers from Cole, but he is the MVP of their first half of the season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're showing good flashes, but it is a process. It's not the Sixers process. It's the magic process. But, you know, tough game. Eric Gordon shows through, shows his veteran leadership and leads the Rockets to victory over the magic. Franz Wagner had 17 points. We look at Wendell Carter Jr. He's been balling. Every time I watch him, it's either he's dunking on somebody or getting a crazy amount of rebounds. He had 10 points, 16 rebounds. Like you said, Cole Anthony, clearly the first half MVP thus far for the Orlando Magic. He had 26. Terrence Ross, he is just a spark. Like, Every team wants a Terrence Ross, someone that comes off the bench and can just points in bunches. He had 18. So you look at it, and they did have a pretty well-rounded contribution. Gary Harris had 11 points. 
Um, like you said, Mo Bamba had 15 points. And then you, um, RJ had five. I want to see more from RJ. I think that, to your point, it's not really – it was a hard fight game, but there's we could see more from certain individuals. So And Eric Gordon, like you said, led the way, 24. Christian Wood, 20 points. So Yeah. They Yo, had, Christian, Wood had, Christian Wood had a crazy highlight. He looked like a – he had point guard handle, one possession on the wing, man. He's a talented player. I'd love to see him on a good team. He'd be so interesting on a, on a good team, but maybe he'll wait it out until the Rockets will become good one day. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they do have a young nucleus, new coaching staff. Jay, obviously, we're very we're both high on, on Jalen Green. He was my prediction to win Rookie of the Year. Um, but they go in to face the Golden State Warriors next game combo. The Warriors, no secret, nineteen and four, best in the West. They snap the Phoenix Suns winning streak at what eighteen wins. Steph Curry's playing out of his mind, in my opinion, the MVP <sighs> thus far. Uh, I don't believe this is a game that most people believe that the Magic can win. But I feel every team, when you get to the point where you're the first seed, right? The Warriors, um, you look back in time. Well, the Warriors have been the first seed quite often in history. But whenever you're the best team in the league or the best team in the conference or have the best record, you're going to get everyone's best shot. It's like when you're the champion of boxing UFC, everyone's gunning for you. Everyone's going to give their best performance for you. So believe it or not, teams like this like the Orlando Magic, they're going to give their best foot forward. And the Warriors may be looking at this game as in, okay, this is just another game on the home schedule. So that's where I could see there's a little bit of a sliver of hope that the Magic can pull off an upset victory because the Warriors are going in thinking it's going to be a nice light game. Am I crazy? You are not crazy. And here's my prediction for this game. Cole Anthony's going to try and go off and prove a point because I believe in his, in his head, he believes he's the best player in the league. I really believe that. I really think so. Um, how unrealistic that sounds. It does sound unrealistic, but I believe if you ask Cole Anthony, who's the best player in the NBA, he will say Cole Anthony. And I'm not mad at it. I think he's going to shoot a lot of shots. So either he's going to have a huge game and, you know, set NBA Twitter on fire, or he's going to have a low efficiency game. That's my prediction for this game when it comes to Cole Anthony and the Magic. Um, I think it'll be a tough team for them to beat, obviously. The Warriors are looking like legit title contenders. With Clay not even in the lineup yet, we'll see how he comes back. And that is the X factor for them to see if they are truly legit title contenders because it is a really small sample size. Um, and we got a lot more season to go. Right. And what's scary, though, for the Orlando Magic, and I hate to say this for Magic fans, the Warriors just lost to San Antonio. And so I think they're probably yeah. a little, yeah. little disappointed themselves and kicking themselves like, okay, look, we can't be losing to these type of like teams. Like – we're playing at this certain level. We need to continue to stay consistent. You have Steph Curry, Steve Kerr, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, even though he's not playing. Like the Iguodala, these are NBA champions. Like they understand how consistent you have to be, how great you have to be to win a championship. So I know they're not sitting on their high horse just like, oh, we're great. They understand what it takes to win an NBA championship. It's the hardest thing to do in the league. So that's the part that concerns me a little bit where we could see a blowout is just because they lost to San Antonio. Yeah, they're not going to come into this game sleep. Has Steph's MVP level play uh, tailed off slightly lately? Uh, probably compared to what it was. But, I mean, that's like to his standards, yes. To the rest of the league standards, I would say no. He's my MVP. When This is where I get into a lot of arguments, Combo. I shouldn't say arguments, debates. The word valuable or how we rank MVP is so different 
to who you ask. Is it the best season? Because that's what I said. We should just rename the award to best player award where it could actually mean more for the players. So if you win X amount, hey, I was the best player for X amount of years in my career. I feel like it would be more competitive where players can earn that title or say it's best season because that's obviously what the MVP has been in the past. Who's had the best season? But the word valuable is different. Like Steph Curry right now, you like there's a three players that to me are always MVPs, LeBron James, Steph Curry, and Kevin Durant. Always the most valuable players on the court. And you could put Giannis in there. Uh, so there's a handful of players that are truly valuable. And Curry's one of those. And the way he's playing on top of that, on top of the Warriors' success, to me, it's clear he's the MVP. Yeah, well, you know, my we had a podcast about that. I, for, I think it was on mine where we talked about that. I thought Jokic was going to be the MVP. And I think he's trending upwards or staying solid while – Steph is slightly regressing, but we'll see if he can get it back. I mean, look, you're splitting hairs when you're talking MVP because you truly have to play at a very high level to get that award. And obviously, narrative has a lot to do with it as well. And Jokic is going to have the voters fatigue thing going for him. But, man, it's going to be probably between Durant, Steph, and Jokic. But the Nets have underachieved to to where the expectations were for them. So it's probably going to come down to Jokic or Steph. And I think... Our predictions, are, it's going to be one of them are going to be right. It's probably going to come to down to one of those two. Now, this would be Steph's third MVP, correct? Second or third? Yeah, He's the first ever unanimous MVP, but he has one before that. No, I think his – wasn't his first one unanimous and his second one wasn't, if I'm not mistaken? Yes. Okay, so he has two MVPs, right? So now if he wins a third one, he'll have three rings and he'll have three MVPs. And he's putting himself in a great position to win a fourth ring. So I bring this up to say this, and I know we're kind of digressing a little bit, but Kevin Durant left Golden State, no secret there, goes to the Brooklyn Nets. And we view Kevin Durant as arguably the best player in the world right now. But when you rank them all time, even when he was on the Warriors, people would say Kevin Durant's better than Steph Curry. But when we view both players all time, hear me out, Combo, Steph Curry's going to have more rings. Steph Curry's going to have more regular season awards. Steph Curry's going to have more MVPs, and he changed the game. But you can argue he was never better than Kevin Durant. Like, people can make that argument. Now, I think he is. I think Steph Curry all time will be favored higher than Kevin Durant. Well, you're giving him his third MVP, first of all, already, which hasn't happened yet. Even at two MVPs, uh, he has more. Because KD only yeah, has that, one. Yeah, that is true. But if it's just one more, I think – I mean, me personally, I think Kevin Durant's a better basketball player than Steph Curry. Um, but Steph, you're right. Steph Curry could have the better career when it's all said and done. And if he wins MVP of this year, and I think he hasn't won a finals MVP yet. So if they win the championship and he wins a finals MVP, I mean, it's a great argument to say Steph is better all the time than Kevin, you know, but we'll see how the rest of the season goes. You never know. Like what if Kevin Durant wins MVP, then he's tied with Steph and then wins the championship. Let's say Kyrie comes back somehow. And then, honestly, if, if he comes back, they're truly favorites, in my opinion. Even with Kyrie coming back? No, I'm saying the Nets are truly favorites. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm Still, you know, I don't even feel that way. It's crazy. I'm not high on the Brooklyn Nets. Why? Because you think the Warriors' chemistry is just elite, right? Yeah. And and I, and I, doing on defense. I do. I see what you're saying. Yeah. And yeah um, health... I, I would say that. I would say it would just be too much firepower, though. And those guys play really well together, man. Those guys are three really smart basketball players that I think they figure it out. And I don't think the Warriors would have enough. We have to see how Clay comes back as well. All right. 
We'll we'll see. And you're right. Anything can is subject to change, especially who wins the ring and who wins the MVP. But I'm looking at it. If Steph does get the MVP, even if he doesn't get a ring, I think he's a top 10 player of all time. Like it's hard, especially if he were to get these accolades this year, it's hard not to put him in there. Yeah, well, they were going at me in the YouTube comments when I said Steph wasn't a top 10 player of all time. So uh, when I was on um, Coach Nick's channel, B-Ball Breakdown, we did a live YouTube show, and they were they were going at me for Somebody was going at me because of that. For saying that he is or yeah. isn't? That he is not. I said he is not yet. Combo. As of right now. Getting a little controversial. Well, who, are you taking out? You, you could, who are you taking out? Like, I could name 10 guys above him. First of all, I would have Kevin Durant above him right now. Right now, I don't think you could do that. I, there's no, how do you rank KD above Curry right now? Curry hasn't beaten because he's, he's a better basketball player. Yeah, but Damian opinion. Lillard, in my opinion, is a better basketball player than Westbrook. But we're going to put Westbrook higher than Dame all time. Um, are we? I don't know. Yeah, I guess because of the MVPs, right, and the triple the doubles triple doubles, season. like you said, just better career and. Honestly, I think Steph Curry's a better basketball player. That's just my two cents. It's like you said, we're we're splitting hairs though because they are both so great. But the guy is going to have Kevin Durant beating everything. And I hate to pull this card, but when we view narratives and we view the way people look at players, which obviously has an impact on how we rank players, Kevin Durant did join him. Yeah, that doesn't mean he's not the better player. I mean, you could go from career accolades. Like, accolades-wise, Steph might be have more accolades, but I just don't think he's a better basketball player than Kevin Durant. Like, if you watch them both play basketball, like, actually watch, he's not a better basketball player. A lot of that has to do with size. But, you know, like, Kevin Durant is a cheat code, man. He just is. Like, How about this? Who's, who's a, if you went through the basketball test, who's a better passer? Steph Curry. Who's a better ball handler? Steph Curry. Who's a better shooter? Steph Curry. The only thing Kevin Durant does better than him, obviously, is on the defensive end because of size, and he can finish at the rim better. Yeah, but 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 Max, Kyrie has better handle than LeBron. He shoots better than LeBron. His layup finish package is better than LeBron. He's more skilled than LeBron, but he's not better than LeBron. There's a lot more to basketball than the skill level. Hey, Kevin Durant's one of the most, and Kevin Durant's one of the most skilled players ever. On top of that, and seven feet, he is now, but. That, that, that was that was a good rebuttal. That was good. That that was a good rebuttal. But it's just I just hard. And then especially he changed the game. Like he literally well, no, has there's changed no, the game. There's no doubt that he changed the game of basketball more than you know than um, Steph Curry changed the game of basketball more than Kevin Durant did for sure. I would agree. And then you had the that doesn't that doesn't mean he you know he might have changed the game of basketball more than Michael Jordan. Like in terms of like just changing the game, like revolutionizing the people. I, that's not true because there was a lot of imitation mics. That sounds like a top Mike. 10 player to me combo. <laughs> no, no, just because you change the game more than somebody doesn't mean you're a better basketball player. than them. I, I think you need to put some respect on Curry's name combo. I'm a little disappointed. You got to put some, you got to put some respect on KD's name. Because he was KD. clearly the best basketball player on that team. I would tell KD to his face. That stuff's better than you. And, and, and hey, yeah, I would. Well, that's what that's what that's what you believe. So you should tell Kevin. Durant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no disrespect, Kevin Durant. You're the top three best player in the world right now. It's literally no disrespect whatsoever. I, and I also, Kevin game. Durant is a lot better on defense and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And a honestly, lot. that's yeah. why I don't have Steph as the best player in the world is just because his and, defensive impact. And he, he has came up in the big situations bigger than Steph Curry. 
He just has. Mm. Like in the play, like he's a better playoffs and finals player than Steph Curry. Mm. And a lot of that has to do with size. I don't even. Like, has, how could you has say Steph that? Steph ever won a finals MVP? That's so overrated. You know, Iggy shouldn't have gotten that over Steph. Like we all know. Like that was ridiculous. How are you gonna? So wait. we're gonna reward. Wait, 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 wait. Who they beat that year? The the Cavs and LeBron averaged LeBron, a triple double. LeBron, LeBron should have won the Finals MVP, not Steph. A hundred percent. But I'm saying they gave it to Iggy, and the only if you're going to give it to Iggy, you might as well have given it to Steve Kerr because all you're well, doing look, is it, the impact. It wasn't on the, clear, it wasn't clear enough like it was for Kevin Durant when he won it, right? I thought Steph Curry by and far he was better than Iguodala. That that but what, what we wanted was Steph to average 35 and Steady average 24. So like oh he's not the MVP. It's like no he clearly is. Iggy, well we're all split we're all splitting hairs here. I mean he obviously was great. He just hasn't came up in big moments like Kevin Durant has in his career. That's all. Kevin Durant has that he has that killer at the end of games. Like you know the, what? Let's bring this up, Combo. I'm glad you did. Does he actually have that killer? Because we're thinking of the Golden State Warriors. It's easy to have that killer when you have Steph and Clay and Draymond and everybody. That's when we saw the killer. But we're not talking Kevin about Durant we're not talking about let, what he did OKC. What did he do in OKC? Yeah. He blew a three one lead. Where was the killer there? That's not that's a big moment. He got championships since then. <laughs> As be, and clearly being the best player on the court when it was the finals and the playoffs. Clearly. Well, I think it's it's so easy to do that because Steph – I'm not trying to like take away from KD, but Steph clearly, hey, come to Golden State. They all took a step back for KD, but when KD had the moments on him, he you could argue he hasn't always showed up to the biggest spots. Like I said, what happened when he played Steph head-to-head and they blew a 3-1 lead? Like He didn't show up in those big moments. Steph did. Steph had the better team. He just did. I don't know, Combo. And then you look at Brooklyn. Granted, he did show up. He played good. Giannis beat him. So I, I'm just saying, I don't think Kevin Durant is as unblemished as people first think of in all, the crunch. First of all, Kevin, Dur- Kevin Durant was the best player in that series. Series? Kevin Durant was the best player in that series. And there was no Kyrie, and there was like one-fourth of Harden. Like, he had no hamstring. Come on, Max. Don't do that. He chose that, Combo. He chose on, that Max, scenario. Come on, Max. Come on, Max. Don't do that. He was the best player in that series, clearly. Look at that series. Before, bro, they had no Kyrie, basically no Harden. You act like, like Giannis, You act like Giannis wasn't a factor in that series. He couldn't guard Giannis he was either. A factor, but he wasn't the best player on that series. Right? KD wasn't guarding Giannis. But that's not the. Who was the best player in that series, Max? I like Giannis. Because I think Giannis is a better leader. I think Giannis I'm is. That. I'm going to do that on the combos court poll. Giannis we'll is hands down the, the better defender. Stories. Hands down a better defender than Kevin Durant. His impact defensively is ridiculous. Now, offensively, people will see the stats and say, KD, I'll give you that. It's not only, it's not only the stats. It's not only the stats. But I'm just, and then the last time they went ahead at Grand, it was a regular season win. Giannis went right at KD and beat him. I'm, look, it sounds like I'm bashing KD. I love KD, the player. Like, I think he's an awesome player. But when people think he's just so clutch and shows up in big moments, there's a history of him not doing it as well. But we think of the Golden State like era, and we just remember him hitting pull-ups in LeBron's face. And it's like, oh, he's always showed up in the crunch. And I just don't think he has. But granted, he is one of the best players of all time. I think he's the most unguardable best scorer of all time. I really do. I just think we put too much. So you say you say you just think Steph Curry's a better basketball player than Kevin Durant? I personally do. I like the way I think Steph impacts winning more than Kevin Durant. And a lot of people think it's, I think it's close. I think it's close. I think it's close because yeah. I think he's an amazing it's, leader. I think it's close if you put it that way. Like I mean, 
I mean, Draymond impacts winning more than a lot of players that might be as I know it's all about wins and losses, but that most people would say is better than Draymond. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's a different way to put it. So um, I know it's all about winning and losing, but it is close. But I would say Kevin Durant's a better player. You're an experienced podcaster combo. This was a good debate. It was. Uh, we didn't talk a lot about the magic, but it was a great debate. <laughs> Well, you know, we recapped the game. We got into, you know. <laughs> because we t- it all started because they played the Golden State Warriors, actually, the day that we're recording this podcast, which is tonight. Um, and we were just talking about the Golden State Warriors. and we, we just had to bring up. So how do you not talk about Steph Curry when you talk about the Warriors? And then one thing led to another. But they do play the Warriors. They do play Sacramento. They can beat Sacramento. They, Sacramento just fi- uh, fired Luke Walton. Um, and then they have the Clippers coming up and then they have the Lakers coming up so they have a pretty tough stretch though on the west coast yes yes um it's gonna be interesting to see if Cole drops 40 against the Warriors that's 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 my prediction either that or low efficiency it's either it's a high variance high variance and and, and I and I see that he's obviously he's gonna want he's gonna want to prove Curry that's the type of guy he is he's a moments guy Uh, he he definitely lives for the big moment he is, and his weaknesses aren't as profound as people thought. Like, he's a better passer than people thought. He's a better leader than people thought. He's a better teammate than people thought. It is really great to see Cole Anthony playing this well, and hopefully he can continue to prove as such a young player. And obviously his father played in the league, and that's why, like, in some ways, Cole even seems like a veteran already. So it's just great to see. Right. Uh, before we get into our moment of the week, Combo Nation, I have to bring this up because I go, I woke up this morning. The first thing I do, well, it's not the first thing I do, but eventually I get on Twitter and immediately I see, uh, Damian Lillard, the players are kind of parting ways with Chauncey a little bit. Um, there's a little bit, I don't know. Of course, I don't always just react to the first thing I see. Um, because you never know what the real story is. I know things can get blown out of proportion, but I did see reports of Damian Lillard wanting to play with Ben Simmons. And I made a post, it was a while ago, it was kind of when it first happened with the whole uh, Ben Simmons situation in Philly of him not playing, him not being happy there. And I said, clearly you always buy stock when it's low. So then when it rises, that's how you profit and get rich. Um, And I said, Ben Simmons is one of those guys for me. I said, I'm going to invest a lot of stock in Ben, especially while everyone's writing him off, when people don't like him. And I said, in the right situation, he's going to flourish. And if I'm Portland, I think one of the worst things you could be combo in this league is a team that's in the middle of the pack. Like you either have to completely shift what you want to do, build a culture, do like do what the Knicks did, do what the Warriors did. You're maybe you're bad for a season or two, but you find an identity and you go all in in one direction, or you're really good. The middle of the pack, I just don't think is beneficial in any way possible. And so I think that's what they needed to do. <clears throat> Excuse me, but I and I and I think Portland needs to make a change. They've been in the middle of the pack for so long, and it's like okay, it's time. Like it's you only have Damian Lillard, especially in the prime of his career, for this long. He chose you again. Make something shake. And I think I don't know what they would have to do to acquire Ben Simmons, but I what has Portland always been bad at defensively? Like they've been awful. Ben Simmons, whether you like him or not, I'm about to like get it. He can't shoot a three. He can play defense. You get a guy who's 6'10", can play defense, can set up and pass to Damian Lillard. I do believe that would work. And if I'm Portland, I would try my best to make it work. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree with you. You're going to hear no debate from me here. The only thing is, would the Sixers 
for a Portland Blazers Portland Blazers player not named Dame Lillard. Like, I think Maury is adamant on getting another legit All Star or superstar in return for Ben. But for the Blazers, it makes all the sense in the world. And you know, I'm high on Ben Simmons. I'm a lot higher on Ben Simmons than most. I always have been, and I think he would be a total game changer for the Blazers. Their issue was not offense for many years because their offensive backcourt was one of the best duos in the league. It was defense. It's just tough being a championship-level team when you have two smaller players in the backcourt like that. So we'll see what develops, and I think Ben Simmons would be great for them. And on my podcast, I said that's one of the only teams that would really make sense for Ben, in my opinion. Like, would make the most sense, and I could see it actually happening. Like, waiting for the Blazers to see how their season starts off and then – that making a trade happen. So um, I've talked about this before on my podcast or I, maybe my podcast or other podcasts, but I thought a Blazers Sixers trade was probably going to happen eventually. Yeah. They need, they need to do something. Uh, I just, it's crazy to, to see Daryl Morey. I don't know if people thought he was bluffing at first, but clearly he wasn't bluffing. Like he's not going to just make a trade just to make it because it's a tough situation and there's confrontation. Like he's really going to do what's best for him and the franchise. And I know that sounds like, duh, why wouldn't you? But when you see all the pressure of social media and people criticizing you and you don't have your star player and he's not playing, I feel like a lot of GMs would have made a move by now, and he hasn't. He doesn't listen to the Twitter. He listens to the numbers. That's true. <laughs> Daryl Moore, that's what he does. He's you, a think he gets, you think he gathers his information from Twitter? I doubt it. You're a smart man, Combo. So now that leads us to our last thing of the episode, our moment of the week. I went first last time, Combo, so I think we're going to do a little yin and yang here. I'm going to put you first. I'm going to put you on the spotlight. My moment of the week is the Memphis Grizzlies defeating the OKC Thunder by 73. History. History, I tell you, Max. Why do we have to look at it from a negative standpoint on the OKC side? Why can't we look at it? On the positive standpoint, on the Memphis side, doing it without their superstar point guard, John Morant. How do you explain that? Can you just take a moment? How do you explain losing by that much without John Morant? Well, I think momentum was building as everybody was looking at that number to try and set history on that night. And it motivated the Memphis Grizzlies (laughs) to get it done. I think there was that energy of trying to make history. So, you know, it's a tough loss, a super tough loss, a very tough loss. Um, I know those guys are probably really upset on the plane ride or the bus or whatever they took out of there, but it is what it is, Max. It's disappointing for OKC, but the Memphis Grizzlies did make history, and they have a lot of really good young players, and I'm excited for that team's future. I never lost by that much. I'm talking about the. I'm talking about Memphis, and you know what? OKC right. has some really interesting players, like like SGA and Giddy? Josh Giddy. Yeah, those guys are good, man. Yeah, I've never lost by that much combo. What's the most points you've ever lost by? I don't know. It wasn't that though. I mean, look, man. When I was playing overseas, one season we were really bad in the beginning, oh. and I've lost by a lot. But I don't even think it was close to uh, seventy-three. Yeah, that that's like that's really two K like, and even that's not even two K like. Normally, there's a rule once you go over twenty one, it's like all right, start a new game. Yeah, man, it's crazy. Like you know what they used to do when that that type of stuff happened back in the day? They used to kick the cord, you know, like the dude losing. I had a friend who would just kick the cord when he was losing that bad. <laughs> you know, I don't know what the I don't know what the equivalent of that is anymore, right? Because things are different. What do you do? Like you say, your Wi Fi went out. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's that's bad. 
Uh, my moment of the week, and it sounds like I've been pro-Warriors and pro-Steph all episode. This is a magic podcast, but we have to give the Warriors credit. We have to give them their flowers combo. They snapped the Phoenix Suns' 18-game winning streak, um, and they blew them out. They lost the first one in a close game. Steph wasn't playing his best. You had Mikael Bridges play really good defense on him, but I'm like, there's no way Steph shoots that bad again. And they just blew out the Phoenix Suns, the top two teams in the league right now, or at least top two teams in the West, that is. And they blew out the Phoenix Suns. Steph Curry and the Warriors, I've been arguing with my uh, my host combo all episode long. I just feel like we take what Steph does. I'm not saying you do, because I do know you like Curry. You just you just said Katie, that was all. But I feel like we just take what Steph does on a daily basis for granted. And I just think what he's been able to do as a leader for this Warriors team is beyond impressive to me. The fact that last season I covered them and I literally watched how bad this team was. Like they were terrible, but their attitude, demeanor, and like approach never changed. Like there was never drama, right? Like as much as I love LeBron and the Lakers, there's always drama. Like there was no drama with the Warriors. They just understood we just got to push through, get through this, develop the young guys. And then once people get back healthy, it's going to be safe and sound. There's no pointing fingers. There's no blaming. And here they are, what, 19-4 and four and just beat the Phoenix Suns. I just want to give them the flowers combo. That was a great moment of the week, Max. Um, they actually did lose to the Suns, I think a few days before. And then they came back and beat them because that's what good teams do. Great teams do. Come back even better than ever. And, um, you know, they're legit title contenders. We'll see how Clay comes back. And we'll see – if they could win it all. I am a, a little bit skeptical about the Warriors, but hmm. we will see, man. We will see. I think things will look a lot different for the Lakers going forward. And I agree. I have some, I have some Lakers optimism. I do too. I have but, a- you know, we agreed on the Ben Simmons take. We had our KD and Steph debate, <laughs> and we agree with the Lakers' optimism. So, you know, we're two for three, Max, when we see eye to eye. You know we I mean? are. We do look at the game very, uh, very alike. I have a bet with B. Wood – about the Lakers Warriors. And if he, I said, the Lakers are going to win a healthy Braun and AD. I still got my money on them. And he's like, there's no way. And so he likes the Warriors. So I had to give the Warriors their flowers because I've been betting against them with the Lakers. So I, I just had to do a combo. But who, who, but this is what I want to know. Who had the Warriors preseason? Like, that's what I want to know. And that's, then we could get, they were my sleep. They were know? one of my sleepers. I said the Hawks and the Warriors, the Hawks are 12 and 12 right now. So people probably well, laughing the, at me the, the Hawks moment. have been coming on strong lately. So yeah, exactly. You I said know? the Hawks yeah. and Warriors were, were my sleepers. I have the Lakers winning the whole thing and I'm staying 10 toes down on that. But I said Hawks and Warriors. Yo, Trey Young is really, he's a phenomenal player because it's so tough to be a superstar in the league at his side. He's that know? guy. He's that guy. Yeah. Yeah. He really is phenomenal. Combo. A fantastic episode. We got to go toe-to-toe a little bit. Um, all all six, five of you with your, rank, with your range and your length. But I felt like I was able to get inside, land a couple good body shots, a couple good yeah, points. Yeah, when it comes to um, boxing and MMA, you have the experience advantage, but I definitely have the wingspan advantage. So, yeah, you, do. you know, good sparring. Good, way, way to spar today. You rocked, you rocked me a couple times. You did. You rocked me a couple times. But yeah. where can they find you, Combo? Oh, one-two-combo on Instagram. That's O-N-E-C. Wow. How do I mess up my own Instagram? Man? I've said it over a thousand times. That's O N E T W O C O M B O. You can find me on Twitter at Combos Court. Same name as my podcast, Combos Court. C O M B O S C O U R T. And Combos Court Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, find me there, Max. There you go. You heard me. Plug the man. your Instagram. Can I plug your Instagram? Go ahead, Combo. You're on a roll. 
find Max on Instagram at M-A-X underscore V-A-N underscore A-U-K-N. K, oh my God, I messed up the, the Instagram again. Okay, you're M-A-X fine. M-A-X underscore V-A-N underscore A-U-K-E-N. Yes, sir. Max Van Auken, his name is his brand. And listen to the MVP podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Combo, it's been an honor as always. Until next week. Until next week. Talk, Talk soon. soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.